One of my favorite songs from summer camp when I was really young was this. One dark night when we were all in bed, Mrs. O'Leary left the lantern in the shed, and when the cow tipped it over, she winked her eye and said, It's going to be a hot time in the old town tonight. Fire, 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 water, 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 water. Save my baby, save my baby. Jump, lady, jump. Oh, we sang this song with such glee, and there was, there was even a contest. They would divide the campers into four groups, each one assigned one of the last exclamations at the end of the stanza, and the group that could sing theirs the loudest won. Group one sang, fire, fire, fire. And group two sang, water, water, water. And group three sang, save my baby, save my baby. And group four sang, jump, lady, jump. Little did we know, or was it taught, that this little ditty was a parody song of the great Chicago Fire of 1871, in which 300 people were killed, 3.3 square miles of Chicago was destroyed, and 100,000 people were left homeless. It was written by a journalist who was looking for a charming way to share the story of this horror. Apparently, in a moment of utter tragic comedy, the city of Chicago pardoned the fictional would-be arsonists, Mrs. O'Leary and her cow, for their crime. And did you know that Chad Gadia is a song built upon a series of comparisons that follow the Jewish people through its history of being attacked by a litany of nations? Every Passover we sing about the one little goat, the Jewish people, that is attacked by a cat, Assyria. The cat is then attacked by the dog, Babylonia, that ultimately attacks the kid as well. Then the stick, Persia, and then the cat, the fire, Macedonia, etc., down to the cat, and then the kid. Then comes the water, the Roman Empire, the ox, the Saracens, the slaughterer, the crusaders, and finally the angel of death, the Turks, and so forth, until the ultimate divine retribution, wrought by the Holy One, blessed be God, making apparently all of our suffering as a people worth it. Or at least... So very grateful to have survived. Without too much commentary on either of the above, songs clearly play a role in helping us process tragedy. And what's so fascinating about them is the way they hang on long after the effects of violence or rage or anger or hatred have seemingly subsided. And today, eight weeks plus into the coronavirus, what songs will we sing? What songs will remain long after this disease is as forgettable as the common cold or flu? What lessons will we have learned? What stanzas, courses, and verses will we have brought to life by the ways in which we sing today? The beauty of these songs is that they are full-throated efforts in not hiding from the truth. It's true that the great Chicago fire should live in infamy so that we remember the tragedy of loss. And it's true that Chad should be sung at every Passover Seder, much like the way we remember and forget Amalek by blotting out his name and refusing, nonetheless, to not shout it from the rooftops. This did happen. This is indeed happening. 
millions of cases of the coronavirus, hundreds of thousands of deaths. We cannot turn the tide without fundamentally illuminating ourselves and thus the world. What are we willing to do? How much and how often? Answer these questions in the positive, and we will have a ballad for the ages. In the face of the German blitzkrieg, Winston Churchill declared that we are protagonists on a vaster scene and champions of a high and invincible cause. We must strive for better. We must keep ourselves and our families safe and Remember that part of the reason the coronavirus is such a cunning enemy is because we are so terribly exposed. On Shabbat Zachor, the Shabbat preceding Purim, we read an extra bit of Torah that reminds us of our enemy Amalek, the first tribe to attack the Israelites following our exodus from Egypt. Amalek attacked the Nechashalim Acharechem, the weak ones that had fallen behind you. Of course, Amalek should and has throughout history gotten his due. However, he poses an an existential question to the us of every generation since. Why did you allow the Nechashalim, the weak ones, to fall behind in the first place? Those who are Achore Chem, Achore Nu, behind you, behind us, are, as the wonderful linguistics of Hebrew teach, our responsibility. Achrayut is responsibility. Why have we, indeed? This is the song we must begin to sing. We are not alone. We are not islands in the sea. We are connected deeply to all and everyone. If a virus can travel undetected, and find its way to any human being anywhere in the world, could there ever again be a doubt that we are all created but Selim Elohim in God's image? Not the exalted version of this calling, but the very base and banal one. None of us is in essence innately better or worse. We are all the same. Let us sing a new song one that reminds us each and every day that we are, all of us, protagonists of a vaster scene and champions of a high and noble cause. Let us keep singing these kinds of songs until our children's children have the privilege of forgetting what they were about. <laughs>